Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
Yeah, see, I remember the suicide dive being looking like it was really not even close. And that's when Darby kind of got injured. But then, uh, let's see here. Guevara hits like a 630, and, you know, on top on top of that, he hit a 630. Darby Allen went straight to a fucking table. And then, okay, so Allen somehow manages to get up and go inside the ring. And then, let's see here. There's a lot of, like, flippy, flippy shit going on between both. And then Allen ended up scoring the victory with a coffin drop, which is literally... <clears throat> just going dead weight and falling backwards on the guy. Anyways, he got the victory, one, two, three. So there was an AEW Tag Team Championship match. Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. So, yeah, Hangman Page kind of reminds me of Diamond Dallas Page. You know, just cutthroat right in your face, ground and pound, does not hold anything back. He spit in Matt Jackson's face, which... I'm pretty sure you know the crowd if I remember Oh you know Any wrestling crowd reacts like that So they were Extremely aggressive you know With Omega the Bucks They basically played they fed off each other It was great you know great Interaction between the two teams And then Let's see here one of the young books, oh yeah, Matt started working on Omega's injured shoulder. And of course, another table. I wonder if this is Extreme Championship Wrestling or AEW. I don't care, either way it was entertaining. Then Omega hit the one weekend angel. So he tried. Then the Bucks hit a trigger combination for a near fall. And then all four more off the, you know, all four got in the ring. This is kind of fucking funny. And then, let's see here. They beat him by pinfall, so they retained the tag team championship. So the AEW Women's Championship, Nyla Rose, defeated Chris Stratlander. So... I'm not even going to cover that match. I mean, there's some, there were some parts of the match that were. I'm just gonna say this match wasn't the greatest, so I'm gonna move forward. MJF versus Cody. So there was color in this match, if I recall that, because, you know, MJF and Cody actually added it. It was like a culmination of what had been building up. So MJF got a cheap shot, one, one, two, three. So Pac and Orange Cassidy. The interaction with the crowd was amazing. And, yeah, I critique and criticize AEW a lot. But for a guy who puts his hands in his pockets and, you know, kicks you in the shins, the crowd was like, oh, oh, oh. Then, you know, Orange Cassidy pulled off a drop kick with his hands in his pockets. He pulled off a a cross body in midair with his hands in his pockets. I mean, I think 
in the end, you know, when Pac or the bastard, as he likes to call himself, he did force him to tap. But, I mean, the match was entertaining, to say the least. <sighs> okay, so on to the main event, the AEW Championship, John Moxley versus Jericho. This match, by far, one of the best I've seen. So Santana and Ortiz were at ringside. And Jake Hager, for that matter. So you know, you know, Jericho always, he's always a good showman, and that's always been how. That's without a shadow of a doubt, folks. This is why I watch professional wrestling. In some aspects, you know, I, like I said, I do criticize AEW up. It's not about me, but so see, when they were ejected from inside, yeah. So Guevara. Tried to uh, deliver a uh, title belt shot to the back of Moxley's head. Jericho tried the quick, cheapy way of getting a victory, but then he kicked out. Mox, this was kind of gross. He kind of removed the eye patch. And actually, not really, because he could see. <laughs> so, Jericho running out of. Uh, I have to cheat <laughs> options. Took the paradigm shift, which is a, you know, double arm underhook DDT. One, two, three. So, we know Jericho's going to pursue the championship, obviously. It might be hot potato between Moxley and someone else. No. I don't know, man. But from what I gather, AEW's pay-per-view was not terrible. It wasn't bad. Actually had some decent matches. Like, okay, Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Jericho versus Moxley. Nyla Rose, nah, no. Tag team championship match, yes. Hager versus Rhodes. I mean, if you have to make out with your wife several times, cool, whatever floats your boat. I ain't complaining. So, Super Showdown. <laughs> The uh, the show that has everyone bitching about Goldberg winning a championship. I mean, honestly, it does open the door for other things that the scene can do, creative speaking wise. And you have to kind of just step backwards and go, that makes sense. This bullshit doesn't make sense. This bullshit does. <laughs> Maybe not so much bullshit, but Naomi versus Bailey, uh, which was historic. So. <clears throat> I'm just gonna say this right now. Super Showdown was the drizzling shit in some aspects, and then you know other aspects maybe not so much. I'm getting some message on Wrestle underscore radio. And it says, what did I think of Super Showdown and The Undertaker? I've got some opinions. I'm going to save that for off the rails and censored, dude. And I'm really sorry you lost your... Yeah. This guy now lives in Knoxville, but his old home was in uh, Nashville, and it got completely destroyed. The 
before I begin even further, for those of you uh, in Nashville, from the family here at Russell Radio Network, me and Lady Lynn would like to wish you all, uh, I don't want to say speedy recovery because that sounds really shitty and insensitive. We hope that things get better for you and all your families are in our prayers right now because that's all. And we'll leave it at that. So if we could have 10 seconds of silence for the 19 people who lost their lives in Nashville due to the F5 tornado, please stand by for station identification right here on Russell Radio Network. All right, folks, so Super Showdown is kind of the prelude to WrestleMania. Right now, they're in the mode of let's write, you know, and build around these feuds and arcs for WrestleMania 36, which includes Elimination Chamber, which is another prelude, if you will, to WrestleMania 36, including Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Kyrie Shane is replacing Asuka. He'll all be inside the Elimination Chamber. The winner is going to face Becky Lynch. I don't know. Actually, I kind of can kind of see it, but I'm not for certain. But perhaps maybe Baszler's going to win the entire thing. Go up against Becky Lynch at um, WrestleMania 36 and win. Just like Charlotte Flair is going to face Rhea Ripley when Rhea Ripley is going to go to Maine, as people would theorize, and and beat Shayna Baszler. Or she could do what she does on NXT or did on NXT and hold the championship for a year and a half, almost two. Off and on. Very seldom off. But you get my gist, folks. The preludes to <clears throat> WrestleMania is now Super Showdown and Elimination Chamber, and also Royal Rumble. It sets the tone for the rest of the year. I'm sorry, but last night's Raw, pieces of it that made me want to sit in that arena and say, Are we here to chat or are we here to wrestle? The promos have to make sense with Lord. It felt like there was so much talking. But, yeah, I could do that on the subway and say, I'm going to get you. I'm going to beat your ass. Or so-and-so is going to regret what they did to me on the bus. It doesn't. All I'm saying is that the promos, the promos, the promos are calling. Paul Heyman, of course, makes sense for him to talk for Brock Lesnar because we've all heard Lesnar talk and, We'd much rather put our faces in the toilet. Man definitely has a a presence, if you will. It's just not so much on the mic. Anyway, so Heyman said whoever faces us would feel like a little, you know, big, bald bitch, you know, and I would hate for that person to step in the ring with my client. Well, McIntyre... You know, he called him a, di- a big dumb bitch. 
which was, you know, genius because then it pulls out McIntyre from the back and McIntyre came out and basically <clears throat> hit one, two, three, four Claymore, kick, Claymore kicks on Lesnar and basically he made a statement saying, bitch, I'm here. Hopefully at Mania 36 they don't drop the ball. That is that they, you know, there are talks about they might cancel WrestleMania 36, but we'll get on to that later. The match between Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, I'm not going to even justify talking about the other matches because no thanks. Mm-mm, no thanks. Yeah, Humberto Carrillo and uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas and Angel Garza. Not really intrigued. Not really. I don't really care. So I'm going to skip past that match. The tag team championship, uh, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins versus Street Profits. So in one night, it was El Swoop. In two weeks of the title reign, it got so many complaints. But the Street Profits win. Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> like I said, I don't. There were bits and pieces of the night that I would much rather forget. And when I watched the replay uh, on Hulu, you know, they cut a lot out, thank God. Uh, (laughs) They bleeped out, this is boring. Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Saint. It's not – it did not have the same flavor as NXT when Kyrie was doing the pirate princess gimmick. So I just – I'd like to know something. <clears throat> what in hell is going on with WWE Raw? It's good. It's bad. It's ugly. The good parts were McIntyre Claymoring Lesnar. Uh, bad Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot. Nah, not because of the result, dude. Because... It just seems like it just got swapped together. The same thing, you know, the last-minute card changes as well. Well, you can't face me. I'll face you, AJ Styles, supposedly, versus uh, Aleister Black. Instead of making it a one-on-one match, you're like, well, you have to add elements of surprise. This is where I, I begin to ask people, what is your version of professional wrestling? What is pure professional wrestling? That is the question of the night. What Define pure professional wrestling because if it were pure, one must ask ourselves, okay, what, who, when, where, why would you ever say the words pure and professional wrestling? It was organic. It was, it was the drizzling shits. It was fucking fantastic but never in my wildest dreams would I ever say the words oh see it was pure do you know why because then I sound like a fucking snob if I say this wrestling was pure it was organic man organic a friend of mine and I discussed professional wrestling and I asked him what he thought about AEW. And he said, well, what do you think of it? 
I believe AEW for me is a mixed bag. Entertainment wise, it's not bad. It's another form of it's another wrestling company for me to watch, so I'm not complaining about that. But there are some questionable things that AEW has done that maybe they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like Cody Rhodes moonsaulting off the top of the cage and landing and breaking his toe. Okay, so the fuck what? He broke a toe. Or when Jake Hager broke Dustin Rhodes' arm. Don't care if it's a work. Don't care if it's a gimmick. Whatever. You keep doing specialty things and some aspects on Dynamite, live TV. It's going to basically catch up with the talent, and it's going to suck. It's going to be the drizzling shit. See? I'm already using terminologies. Woo! Anyways, so I also... That's I've reviewed three things that I said I was going to review. Now, some people were really pissed off about Goldberg winning a championship. Other people are shocked and amazed that Chris Jericho complimented Goldberg on winning the championship. And other of you just don't care. You're split and divided and half. Well, I used to watch WWE, but now I'm religiously watching AEW. This is the lovely conundrum we find ourselves in, folks, as podcast hosts. You know why? Because wrestlers, too, they're like, man, AEW was great. Or, man, Super Showdown was awesome. But I don't, you know, like I said, it's a mixed bag for me with both AEW and WWE. But what about Ring of Honor? What about NWA? What about New Japan? Well, we'll get to that later. For now, it's WrestleMania season. We're going through the motions of should we should we put ourselves through this um, going to WrestleMania again? Because it felt like you gave us one good card, Mania 35. 34 was, like I said, it was okay. It was a mixed bag. I use that term a lot or phrase a lot when I describe professional wrestling now. <laughs> particularly WWE and some parts of AEW. This is like the new school version of WWE versus WCW. Are there a lot of differences from back in the day? Yes. (coughs) Yes. So I'm going to say this right now. What's up, UK? What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, United States of America? What's up? All you all crazies, I love you. Tokyo, Japan, Venezuela, Toscana, Italy. What's up, Portugal? How you doing? All of you in Toronto, all of you in Montreal. What's up, Philippines? How you doing? Australia. How's it going? Brazil, what's up? Mexico City. India. So, shout-outs to everyone who listens to this craziness right here on Russell Radio Network. We're going to take a break from my uh, rambling, psychopathic rants. And we are going to go to the advertisements. For those of you wanting special price on ticket with no fees, you can go to TickPick.com. No hidden fees. 
When the price is one oh five, it'll be one hundred five dollars. If the price is seventy six dollars, it'll be seventy six dollars at the checkout. Use a valid credit, debit, MasterCard, whatever, PayPal, Venmo, Discover. Now there's also a new system. If you cannot afford tickets, there's a service called Affirm when you go proceed to check out. And I do mean this is the nicest of ways, folks. When you go to check out, do not be afraid. Affirm is not a mattress. It's a loan service. It gives you monthly payments that you can pay off your loan. If the ticket is $326, you would pay $38 per month. That's just the gist of it, all right? So, TickPick.com. No fees, no hidden agendas. The sellers are pretty good. I've gone to Royal Rumble, Worlds Collide, WrestleMania 35, Hall of Fame. You name it, folks. I've been the Money in the Bank, WWE SmackDown Live, WWE Raw. The list goes on, and it will continue to grow. So use TickPick.com. And so here's the deal, folks. Also, if you would like to be active, proactive in fighting the good fight against cancer because cancer sucks, go to SusanGComen.org. Also go visit FindTheCure.com, which was a website in tribute to Connor the Crusher. Connor was a patient that had pediatric cancer, and he got to go to WrestleMania 30, and a couple of years later, he passed on. So there's a memorial to him. He was uh, the Dana, recipient of the Dana Warrior Award, which recognizes and honors all those that exemplify in their community and are going through some tough times in their lives and have made their life and become a true warrior. All right, for those of you wanting to visit, you know, cheap flight site, I suggest visiting the airlines. Go to sup or go to southwest.com. Book a flight today for only $49 or better yet, maybe even lower that price for a one-way. You can also book your hotel and a rental car all in one. And the early bird check-in. Feel free to move about the cabin. Southwest.com. For those of you wanting to go to WWE Network, it is no longer $9.99. It is $10.77. So for those of you wanting the skinny, on why the price raised, I could not tell you. You'd have to ask executives themselves, but I'm not sure if they can give you a direct answer. But go anyways, go to visit that. Your first month is free. not more, but you know what? You can get a whole bunch of content, not just WWE. You can get ICW, ECW, WWE, WCCW. You can get WWWS, AWA, NWA. You can get a lot of content on the network exclusively, including pay-per-views, such as WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber. So if you want to sign up today, you can do so, and you can do so by free. But if you don't have a valid debit or credit card, you need to get a preloaded card. 
which you can get at your local FYEs, Dollar Generals, 7-Elevens, Walmarts, Best Buys. Hell, you can even get them at CVS or Walgreens. Prices and tax is to be calculated where, depending on where you, which region you live in. All right. So, folks, I've done this before, and I'll do it again. This is the portion of the show where if you have small children, you might want to cover your ears. And theirs, for that matter, too. Off the Rails Uncensored is a publicly traded podcast. No, it's a copyrighted podcast. If anyone is to use the likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored, he or she will be sued and be prosecuted in the court of law and be also fined $45 for however many times you have used the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored. Off the Rails Uncensored is a Radio 14 podcast, which means children of the age of 14 or minors that are not suited for this content, this listening content, You are not advised to listen to my show. If you repeat what is said on my show to your teachers or to anyone that uh, essentially can really, really do damage, I ain't responsible, all right? Oh, buckle up, fuckers. You're about to get inside my head because this is going to be fun. And trust me, I will have points to my random rambling. Monkeys in the truck. Get my music. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of Topic of discussion is not going to center around Bill Goldberg winning a championship against the Fiend. Because I'll tell you what's amazing to me about that. Even though Jericho is no longer with the company WWE, he never really began with them, folks, so don't be surprised if, and I mean if, Oh, just reading through your guys' stuff. Don't be surprised if Jericho gives someone a compliment because that's what, you know, wrestlers do. It's it's a brotherhood. It's a fellowship. It's a fraternity. It's a Ragnar. It's a crazy-ass thing, okay? That's what professional wrestling always, always will and always will be. So... As I read through your questions, here's what I'm going to say to you. I don't think that WWE is trying to drive away fans. I don't know what their intention is with Goldberg winning the championship. Actually, I kind of do. Not really. I do. Not really. This is going to be fucking fun. So... 
as I was saying, get sidetracked easily. Goldberg was complimented by Chris Jericho, and I think that it was a very nice gesture of Chris to say something nice about Bill. Why? Well, it says, Congrats to my bro at Goldberg for becoming the at WWE champion once again. Some don't get it, but those who understand this business understand that Bill equals big money. Who's next? This comes from a dude. Who, quite literally, folks, you know, he's not bitter about WWE. And even a press conference, he said, I am not, you know, it just wasn't, in, it wasn't in the stars. It wasn't in the cards for me to stay there. They asked him what made him leave. And I'm going to repeat this. He said, Queen. KO and myself. I think we should have been close to main event or should have been main event, period. So, I really want to point this out. Sometimes in professional wrestling, you know, we're not always going to be like, you gave it to Goldberg and we made it obvious that it's going to be Roman versus Goldberg. Um, well, sometimes go a little bit weird, if you will, when it comes to why did WWE do the thing they did with Goldberg, or why didn't why didn't someone else take his spot? He's absolutely fucking terrible. I can't answer that question, dude. I will say it is frustrating to keep pulling back legends, you know, and having them win championships, but what are you going to do? You have to understand that this has to, it has to correlate with the story. If it doesn't correlate with the story that WWE is trying to, or not any, not just WWE, but any company in general, any wrestling company, let me rephrase that, that they see a concept that they want to go with and they want to go pursue you know that they're going to pursue said idea. And I said, I said to you all, I was not going to spend time ranting and raving about WWE and the evils that they have done because I've done that so many fucking times. It's not even funny. So Goldberg wins the championship. Are we all going to have a cow? He's not staying there forever. I mean, the man can still give a pretty vicious spear. He can do a jackhammer. He can get people on their feet. Even, yeah, okay, so the crowd and, and that super showdown was not too thrilled. I mean, I wouldn't be either. If knowing the fact that Goldberg's been absent for so long, that's the thing. There's just so much effort on WWE's end that gets put into this. But, okay, this is WrestleMania 36, and now we're building the stories. We're building the feuds. Like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time discussing Goldberg's championship reign because it makes my head hurt. 
what people don't realize. You have to take into consideration how many people are going to either boo the situation or cheer the situation. And in this case, professional wrestling, some of you are very bandwagony. That's a new word, like uh, conversantuate and uh, yeah, that's all I have. But um, as far as the Goldberg situation goes, he won a championship. It's not going to be for long, so stop. And if Roman wins, you know, the Fiend can go at him and feud again, and they can meet at, can meet at Survivor Series, SummerSlam. does not matter. Okay, to some of you it does. <clears throat> I'm going to touch base with AEW and Revolution. If the fans like something, cool. If you don't like it, cool. But uh, when I discuss, you know, professional wrestling with, uh, I'm not sure if it's acquaintance or friend, I consider Kelly my friend, right? There, I said your name on live air, my my dear friend. This dude is an MMA background, is a really cool dude, and he just started getting into watching wrestling a few years back. Anyways, long story short, we were discussing online, you know, with each other back and forth and messenger and I said he he said it's it was very pure. And it caught my attention because let me just set something down here for a minute. The words the word pure by definition it says not mixed or adulterated with any other substance or material. Does that make AEW like a substance? And if so, is it addictive to some? And they got to keep constantly having it, can't get enough of it, can't live without it. Sounds like a, It sounds like a fucking love song to me. All right? Pardon my French. But AEW has got something going because fans are just enamored by it. My friend Ellie, what'd she say? She goes, I fell in love with wrestling again. It made me fall in love with it. This, you know, she hates me mentioning names or giving shout-outs. No, girl. Love you, miss you. She used to work behind the scenes, uh, you know, when she started out of college and was a writer. Anyways, even she said, I fell in love with it because it felt so organic. It was a pure feeling. My only concern with that is, if it, you know, it's pure. How you know how you go about doing that? How I mean, how do you define pure professional wrestling? Is it because the the guys are not only good athletes, are they good on the mic? Is the product making you want to come back to watch it again, again and again? What is it about AEW that's got people going crazy? Because, you know, to me, some parts of it feels like it's not crisp. You know, as like their stuff could be their stuff as in, you know, not just the moves, but like the presentation and the matches. 
I'm not concerned because I'm not a part of creative, but I do share some observations right quick with you. Taking unprotected chair shots. I don't know if you notice, but Chris, you know, Cody Rhodes, when he takes a chair shot, he probably puts his hands up. The one time he didn't, he got concussed. The other thing is, you know, what what makes fans be drawn to AEW is they are doing things differently than WWE. Obviously, you know, each company, it's the same, you know, principle. It's professional wrestling. You're entertaining fans. But the matches are doing so well, you know, getting attention from the fans. I mean, it makes one wonder... <laughs> Are you are you gonna do this, you know, specialty match type thing the entire time, like cage matches, tables? Like I asked the question earlier, is it ECW or AEW? Should be a blend of you know just extreme wrestling, like hardcore, like tables, skateboards, ladders, chairs. I guess some parts of the matches were disqualification because Jake Hager hit a low blow on Dustin. It's kind of, you know, like I said, it's got the elements there. I just, my only thing is, if you're going to have specialty matches every single fucking week, and I mean every week, there's a chair, there's tables, there's ladders. Oh my. You must be doing something right is what I keep saying because they're they don't get the mixed reviews. I think they they will. Some people are saying give it a year or two. It won't last long. Give it a year or two. I'm not sure about that because it could be three to five years is uh, TNT extended their contract. They're only a two-hour long show, and it's on Wednesdays. Plus, they have dark shows on Thursdays or whenever. Wrestling is and will always be a passion of mine, but to answer your questions... Is it Carrie? Carrie from London, South Birmingham. That's cool. No, I won't stop loving professional wrestling. I just, like I said, I point out things that others will not notice. And that is when, you know, you have all these specialty matches going on in AEW. They're not a bad group of dudes. They've got the talent. But when you constantly... Give your body so much punishment that even you don't know what to do with it. You sit there saying, well, I wish, you know, I'd have more years of my career. You knowingly do this shit knowing that hardcore is going to put a wrench into your fucking career. Knowingly, you know, moonsaulting off the top of the cage because the fans absolutely loved it. 
don't know if it should be suggested or tried. When you break your toe, at least it didn't break his entire ankle. That would have been gross. Seeing his ankle detached. The point I'm trying to make is, folks, sometimes in wrestling it's good to take risks. Other times, not so much. And I want to be specific. If you have to kiss your wife every single other five minutes, call the hotel, check up in there. Don't have to beat someone's ass and get turned on. I mean, I'm pretty sure the match would have been fine without all the kissy kisses. From Jake Hager to his wife, like I said, it's none of my business. I don't care as long as you, whatever floats your boat, cool. Hawk versus uh, Orange Cassidy. The fans ate it up because you know, the, the kicking into the shins and then him putting his hands in his pockets and doing drop kicks and finally had to take his hands out of his pockets and show up clothesline. He gave Pac a run for his money. But came up short, you know, tapped out. That right there, the heel making, you know, first guy, the dude in his first match ever, you know, um, in AEW, the dude's got some ups. And he's got a gimmick that is like, I want to see him, you know, versus Matt Riddle or something like that. I can cross brand. Don't yell at me. Of course, I have 43 minutes left. Why not? AEW so far is showing the fans, okay, this is what you're missing out on if you don't watch us. The other half of me sees them, you know, they're not struggling, obviously, man, because they're making money from pro wrestling tees. They're making money from their sponsors. They're making money, ticket sales. According to my friends in Kansas City, there was over 6,000 people at a show at the Silverstein Eye Arena. So attendance, you know, shows is one thing. And there's always going to be somebody nitpicking at what you did or what you didn't do. I am one of those nitpickers. But I don't say, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Fuck that shit. AEW as a whole during Revolution essentially made a decent show. Now, if you compare that to Super Showdown, no thanks. Super Showdown is always going to be the shows that the fans absolutely hate. I am one of them. Because then it serves purpose in new. This person's going to face this at Elimination Chamber. Like Shayna Baszler is going to win the whole thing. And I really wish they would do a tag team championship match. Oh, wait, but the Miz and Morrison versus the Usos versus... I yawn because Elimination Chamber, it's been good, it's been bad, it's been good, it's been bad. It's a pain in the butt. Actually, let me, let me refresh. It's a pain in the ass. And say with the utmost confidence. 
with 41 minutes and change. When and where and what will it take to uh, improve WWE Raw? Could you please? I say this all the time. Shorten it to two hours. No more talking. You know, more fighting. So, if we're going to have the entertainment value for fans to go up again, some of you may say just let Hunter write the stories, just let Vince approve. He already does that. It is a scary thought. Just hear me out. Why not just let Paul Heyman take complete control of the creative department of WWE Raw and let it for once ride the wave of Mr. Heyman the man, after all, you know, ran ECW. He <clears throat> he helped out with the creative uh, input, you know, for WrestleMania. If you just trust, if you don't, then well, it's gonna be the drizzling shit. Okay, so I I never want to. You know, I'm just not gonna hold back anymore. Brawl feels like there's so much talking. I could sit there at the subway and talk to a wall and my words would just bounce off. And I'd be considered a psycho loon who talks to himself on a subway bench, King's Highway, and be like, yeah, I'm going to rip you a new asshole. Yeah? You're going to rip me a new asshole? You said that last week? See, if you answer your own shit, it makes you sound crazy. But what I'm getting at is Raw's got pretty much nothing left in the tank other than McIntyre, maybe Baszler, Charlotte's down to NXT. So, what happened? A lot of fans want to ask that question because when you say, when I say stuff like define pure wrestling, what I mean by that is, is the wrestling, you know, a lot of chain, a lot of grapple? Is it give the fans what we want to see, not what you want us to see? I'll keep reiterating this, man, because some workers, they get it. Other workers, hmm, okay. I have to repeat this. It's not what you want. It's what the fans want. And the fans are very bandwagoning fuck. They're very much on the bandwagon of Seth Rollins, then Roman Reigns. And after Roman Reigns, The Fiend. After The Fiend, Roman Reigns again. There's a lot of question marks going on between AEW, between WWE, NWA. NWA say because the only thing I seemed to notice was Molina versus Thunder Rosa. Pretty good story, if you ask me. That's besides the point. Some people are restless when it comes to watching WWE. NXT seems to be doing their job somewhat. And by somewhat, I mean sometimes the cards are real shit, and sometimes the cards that they present to us on USA Network are actually worthwhile. Speaking of worthwhile matches, you know, it's not the end of the world 
But Kyrie Sane versus Baszler uh, was not the same level of magnitude that it was in NXT. And why they decide to do, you know, Beth Phoenix and Randy Orton and go off the air of the RKO, knew, we knew it was coming when you said Beth Phoenix is showing up on WWE Raw. Tried to kick Randy Orton. Didn't work. He took maybe a little step backwards. One, you know, RKO! Out of nowhere! God. There's a lot of shit that needs fixed. And I've said this multiple, multiple times. There's a lot of mentalities that say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. WWE Raw is to the point where it's falling off the hinges. The ratings about a cool 2.61, 2.62. That's enough to keep your heads above water. And yes, I did research. It doesn't mean I necessarily know... Well, this is how this is going to go. This is how that's going to go. It begs the fucking question. What must one do when watching WWE Raw? Do we A, flush our our heads in the toilet? B, give it a chance? C, say screw it all together. I'm going to jump ship to AEW. There's already a lot of people that jump ship to AEW, but they still secretly watch WWE. I'm not watching this bullshit again. Then in comes some, you know, huge name star like The Rock or John Cena to fill the void, you know, at WrestleMania 36, which I completely forgot and was going to discuss with you all, but I'm discussing it now. So John Cena is a part of Raw or no SmackDown Live. I don't, you know, maybe his time is limited. Maybe it isn't. But you know something, folks? We all knew John Cena was going to come back around once Hollywood gave him an open window to work a few shows. I don't know if he's going to be there religiously. I don't blame him because I can sense that John Cena and the scene may put on a Mediocre match at best. Who knows? Who knows where John Cena is wrestling wise? He's been lifting a lot of weights, like he always does, because that fucker is huge. Wait, SummerSlam's at in Boston, right? Hmm, I don't know. Stranger things can happen, folks. <clears throat> so Cena versus the Fiend might actually surprise us. And I, you know. I'm grinning from ear to ear because these two have faced each other before in a Mania 30, and that was then, and this is now. I get it. And Mania 30 was the coolest setup, you know, with Bray Wyatt. I was there. They built up Bray Wyatt to an extent, and then, you know, he was gaining a lot of uh, intrigue from the fans. Only to be torn down at WrestleMania 30 by John Cena. Like I said, the people who prayed for Cena not to come back are the same ones praying for him to stay permanently so that it can be a revolving carousel between AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, 
Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bambrose was here. I said it's a carousel for the fucking championship. So they brought back Goldberg. I'm not going to say much other than, you know, for a guy his age, wow. That man could still go at the age of 75 or 80. <clears throat> I understand Chris's compliment to him, dude. Sometimes in this business, you can't all be sniping away at one another just because you feel any of this. You're, you're right to snipe at them. They stiffed you for an autograph. I understand. Because sometimes it's difficult. How? Let me give you an example, dude. It's difficult to be in professional wrestling and say, oh, well, you know, This is going. To, this is how it's going to be, and this is going to be the result. And this person is going to get a title shot the very next uh, show. Wrestling doesn't always work like the Indies, man. That's the point I'm trying to make to you. Is <clears throat> yeah, the Indies is considered pure because those people work in those events. Trust me, it used to be one of them. Are hungry, wet behind the ears. Willing to make a good impression on their very first show. When it finally gets there, it's weird. It's like you rehearse it, you go through it. Sometimes the crowd will not react to what it is that you're presenting to them. That's the thing. But when you when you have shows that make you go, "Holy shit, that was awesome!" I want to rewatch it again. Like Takeover Portland, like Revolution. They're trying they're trying to build their respective momentum man in their company. So Dalen, all I'm gonna tell you is <clears throat> whatever company you like, cool. I'm not gonna side with AEW or WWE. So anyways folks, so I was saying minus the interruption is going to side with either company because I feel it's in my nature to just like professional wrestling and if I dislike something, I'm going to vocalize about it. And my famous off-the-rails uncensored rants. Some of you get tired of the negativity. Some of you want to say, why can't you find anything nice about either company? my job as a journalist to be honest with you in a way that's suggestive, not abrasive. There are times to rant, and it's not at the show. I'm going to touch base with that. If you if you are at a wrestling show and you say, I'm so tired of so-and-so getting a push, why are they always favoring them? Clearly, the person that did that at Houston, you are out of fucking touch, and you're from Houston. It has nothing to do. Well, I'm from Houston. We know we hear. 
please do not monitor where you're from unless people ask. Just saying. Also, when it comes to, you know, saying the words, you know, this was pure, could be the interpretation that you're saying, oh, you know, professional wrestling, this, this, or this kind of professional wrestling was organic. I mean, the crowd actually soaked up into what you were trying to portray to it. In other words, the audience bought into your shit. To say something is pure, that's an extremely bold statement. If you say something is pure, that means it's not been tampered with. It's unadulterated. It's pure. Is professional wrestling always going to be like this? You know, having competition with one another? Is it going to be people taking pop shots at each other? We'll never know. But I, I do know a few things, folks, about watching AEW and WWE. Yes, the ring sizes are different. Yeah, one side has Cody and Chris. The other has Adam Cole and Undisputed and Velveteen Dream and Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle and Keith Lee and Donovan Dijkojevic. And the list goes on and on and on. We could be here all night, but I don't want to do that because it's not my cup of tea, all right? You can't... You know, say, well, let's think this is pure. I would say that on any given time, professional wrestling that I've watched from 1992 up until now, yeah, the styles have changed. The style of wrestling has changed. You know, there's a lot of people that have passed away, obviously, because that happens in any sport. You know, a great legend dies and people remember him or her. But one thing's for sure, are you going to say that this guy, this running back was, and he was so pure? I think in that instance it's different when it comes to certain sports like, let's say, professional football or MMA or, you know, golf or hockey man there's just so pure there's something so pure about him I mean it's almost saying like saying AEW is perfect or WWE is perfect or Ring of Honor or New Japan to me that term gets thrown around sometimes in a manner that kind of ticks me off but at the same time I get it you want to say they're cool they're wrestling so for real I, you know, my friend Kelly kept saying I was hooked I liked I saw. I could not get enough of it versus Orange Cassidy match. I've heard crowds, you know, get bleeped. I've heard crowds that are, you know, not appropriate for minors under the age of 14 and what they were chanting. WrestleMania 34. So, for that matter, folks, what I'm going to tell you next is pure wrestling. Does that mean Greco-Roman? Does that mean 
match didn't have any fuck-ups whatsoever and ebbed and flowed really nicely, said, I'm going to leave this open up for interpretations because this is to be the bulk of the discussion tonight. But I've got various other things that I was going to point out that I've pointed out in past podcasts, but I'm going to point them out in a different way. Might it be a suggestion to shorten WWE Raw, and also might it be a suggestion to AEW that if you keep doing matches that are out of this fucking world, please stop. In some instances, you say it's boring if it's just wrestling. I get that. But every single week, let's have a cage match. Let's have a chairs match. Let's have a mousetrap match or a thumbtack. Go into some dude's foot. It's a joke sometimes. Because you're trying to establish your company. And then you go out and you you add cover to a match. I don't give a fuck. And then you say, can you guys please stay around for three dark matches tonight? Because you guys are fucking amazing in Atlanta. Because they know what will pull the crowd if you do some outlandish shit. But even Jericho staved off just a little bit. You know, they they did add some elements to the inner circle at Revolution. It seemed like every match was no DQ. So how, except for the exception of Dustin versus... Jake Hager. And it was very interesting to see Chris Jericho trying to be the ultimate bad guy. Not trying. He was being a brilliant bad guy. I just feel like there's so much that needs to be said, but so little time to say it in folks an hour and a fucking half. I mean, who would have thought Moxley winning a championship? And by the way, man, just a little tidbit. When he wrestles in Japan, since most people don't get you know the channel for that, AGPW or MPJW, he won a championship, so he's a champion in multiple promotions. One must wonder. Who's going to play hot potato with that title belt? And will it go on anyone's waist? Also, Tyler Rose, can we please give her a challenge? Like, you know, Awesome Kong, Jazz, Britt Baker. That's it, folks. From you know, here on out, let's be honest. If if we're going to move forward, both companies are doing their best. One keeps taking pop shots at the other. Orange Cassidy's uh, Superman punch or the Orange Crush. <laughs> that was the uh, uh, man. This was an interesting debate. Well, he stole his move. Roman was doing that a long time ago. There may be a wrestler that did or step up and call it the Superman punch, but never was given credibility for it or credit for it. No. Wrestling is wrestling. As long as the people are engaged in the match and people may have noticed and may have laughed, you know, in a way like, man, I can't believe he dissed on Roman. I don't think, look, 
sometimes I do get annoyed with AEW because if I'm being bluntly honest with you, I don't mind Darby Allen, you know, hitting people with a with a skateboard, but he's a little. <clears throat> Eventually, it's going to backfire, and someone's seriously going to get a concussion, or they're just going to get hurt. Period. Also, like I keep saying this, if you keep doing specialty matches, you know, like well, I don't, I. Make sure this happening too. MJF versus Cody in a, in a dog collar match. Having colored that because they kept adding emphasis. This is what's been going on, so you're going to obviously know who is going to face whom. Predictable? No. Young Bucks not champions? Cool, I guess we're building that too. No big deal. just felt like, you know, that there's something wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with Chris Jericho, to be honest with you. That that man, to me and to others, will be probably like the most, one of the most entertaining, underrated wrestlers when it comes to, okay, you want to talk about the time when he left WCW to go to WWE at a very young age. Actually, not a very young age, but he just, he just went. And risked a lot of shit At that time period He walked From WCW because they were not They were not hitting on all cylinders anymore There's a lot of people leaving Like a revolving fucking door That's why you know I have mad respect for Chris Jericho On the other hand you know Cody Rhodes and the elite Making all these groups Just gonna sigh on that one. Also, I've suggested it many times, so is Granny Holster. Raw, WWE Raw. Shorten the fucking show. It is too long. Shorten the promos. There's too much talking and less action. SmackDown Live. There's action, then there's talking. In between the matches. Please take into consideration the suggestion of you need to shorten the show. NXT, don't rush things because I think that's what happened the last time as far as when it comes to Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Things felt a little rushed. Velveteen versus Roderick Strong. This is great. I love what he's doing with the uh, putting his wife's face and and his son on a pant leg. It's fucking brilliant. Anyways, if you want longevity in your career, I'm not going to say that, but if you want longevity in your career, you got to stop doing this, you got to stop doing that. I'm just going to let you guys in AEW do your thing. And if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say about the subject matter on tonight's show of Wrestle Radio Network and Off the Rails Uncensored, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. So, yeah, folks, two little bitches. I got to sleep. Forget.
Personality, a cultural personality. 